Let's turn that on. Okay. Welcome back, boys and girls. And first of all, do not adjust your podcast antennas or whatever how whatever medium you're using this on. This is this is not the horror podcast. Yes, but we have a a very new addition to the Tank Rodriguez Show umbrella, and we're adding this known as Going Commando. And before we dive into what it really is, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, well, I'll introduce y'all. It is the birthday boy plus one, plus one day. Plus one day. Derek, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for asking. James. What's up? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing today, sir? Super important things. Terrible. It's been an awful day. I feel you. No, it's I, fine. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. That's I'm good, too. Whatever <laughs> works. Like, uh, arm of support over here for, exactly. my buddy, for my buddy. But guys, are y'all excited for going commando? I'm super excited. So excited that, that was forgot. a pause. Uh, I'm so excited. I had to get what reference you were referring to, whether the name of the show or just not wearing any underwear. <laughs> Either one gets me excited. You you, so you may not know. know. You mean you that's, the world will never know. That's that's the guess, people. Because even if you wear pants, you don't know if you're going you commando never, or not. You, you will never know. But all right. But going commando, what it is, is yes, these two gentlemen love horror movies love, and, and they love. are horror movie experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they like other movies too, right? Yeah. I mean, there's tons of great movies that just aren't horror. I yeah. mean, I mean, you're you're rocking the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, that could be horror adjacent. That's horror adjacent. Yeah. Very it's a whole subgenre so, you know. titled horror musicals, which yeah. was, we could talk about. Yeah, that's right. Forever. And you always wear your Toy Story shirt, so which is cool. I get yeah. it. I dig that, James. That's right. You know? Hey, Forky rules. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't trash. own a Toy Story shirt, but I would not be ashamed because I do love the Toy Story. I love shows. Toy Story too. Yeah. Me but too. so yeah, so this is a new show. We're not going to be talking about Toy Story. We're not going to be talking about Toy Story today, Just for the record. Yeah, we'll get sued. There's enough uh, Disney in our lives, I think. Very much so. Anyway, we digress about that. But we do. We did want to. Well, actually, Derek and James wanted to add this piece because uh, I think over time, um, as the list progresses, it's hard to um, not have duplicates on there, and this is just opens up a new platform to be able to talk about a, a new avenue. A new avenue. Well, and also beyond beyond that. A lot of times we'll be talking about movies, and either it's like the director or star of one of the other movies we're talking about kept reminding me of another movie I love that I wanted to talk about, but Not wasn't horror. relevant because it wasn't horror. Gotcha. So, you know, and again, even though I think Derek and I are both uh, diehard horror fans, um, my yeah. film collection is... Yeah. Y'all are diehard I'm, movie fans. I'm, yeah, I'm also a, a diehard, diehard fan. Exactly. Yes, and then so. as Christmas comes around, it's one That's of the right. best Christmas movies out there. Yippee Kaye. Motherfuckers. Thank you. Mother, <laughs> mother lovers. Mother, <laughs> mother lovers. But what's what's the TV edit though? It's actually really funny. It's uh, truckers. Mother truckers. It was it, it, something it, like that. Yeah. Because mother truckers is a common you yeah, know replacement right. for that. It's weird. That, that's when you're watching on like TBS. <sighs> they used to black out between the Christmas story. Does anybody here? Is anybody here a fan of Mr. Show? Oh, I love Mr. Show. Yeah. There was a the, my favorite is uh, Pally's. Whereas like it's like a Goodfellas ripoff, but it's it's the whole thing is it's like the Sunday morning version, so it's like, uh, it, dude, it's amazing. So like, Pally's. yeah, that's I gotta rewatch. Flunk that. you, mother lover, and then they cut. It's amazing. If you haven't seen Mr. Sh- if you've never, if our listeners, if you haven't seen Mr. Show, check it a out. Favor. Yeah, you gotta All three seasons sure. are gold. Now I want to be able to talk about down the line, not today, but like Wonder Shows and things like that of that nature. But that's more TV show. But I, but I think this is more Sketch just a platform yeah. to talk about anything uh, cinema I mean, or TV related. we weren't going to put it, um, uh, we weren't going to, I think, really put too many boundaries on this. Right. But one thing which we've, we talked about off, uh, talked about off podcast is the fact that 
we we have uh, a fondness, I think Derek and I, and I believe you too, do tank for yeah. like the bygone era of tough guy movies, tough guy, guy sci-fi, tough yeah. guy action films. Have a whole episode directed towards for Cobra. You know, yeah. Oh my, the greatest <laughs> movie ever made, Stallone's masterpiece. That's right. The arc. We're gonna talk about that today because <coughs> we have different different definitions of Stallone's masterpiece. There is only one, but it's fine. It's okay. Bro. You can you can believe whatever you want. I can be wrong on our podcast. I mean, it's you know. Well, so. that's if you know if you said it was Wesley Snipes' masterpiece, I might go okay. I, I might agree with that as well. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's that's that technically hair. the first right. movie, but it's that hair. That hair is that's amazing. That dance Robin but, hair. But we don't want to get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we're getting off topic. Yes. We're getting, Sorry, I didn't mean We're getting off topic, which is about our topic. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, we, we've talked about They Live, and we've talked about... Um, Thanks, Janie. Uh, uh, which, Predator. We've talked about Predator. Predator. Like, though, that's the kind of movies... Gremlins. Like, Gremlins. That's, yeah, sure. That's a, tough, that's a tough guy movie. Those mod- <laughs> but we can talk about Gremlins on this podcast, We can talk sure. about Gremlins all day. Yeah. I know. One and two. Yeah, let's do it. There we go. That's right. Well, the whole podcast is dedicated to that. So I think let's start off with, uh, and this, this might be a very empty short segment, but did y'all watch anything non-horror related this past week that y'all wanted to talk about? Well, I, I, I watched tons of non-horror. Yeah, movies. me too. Awesome. I watched I watch the, <laughs> the RoboCop series. Oh. Um, because I, I heard that Neil Bocamp was going to be doing a follow-up yeah. to, to RoboCop. That got, that got dead in the water, though. Yeah. Just sad. He, got, I, he, he was fighting with the producers. So. had a great idea. I wanted there to be, here is my wish list for the RoboCop reboot. Okay? Or not reboot, but like <laughs> continuation. Number one, um, in, in, invite a new RoboCop into the mix. Okay? Robo, like, like another person that they use the technology on. Have be a woman. Robocop-ass. Buddy cop, romance between the Robocops, maybe Robo-boobs. <laughs> those are the things that I was, lo- those are the things I was looking for. Hashtag Robo-boobs. That's right. <laughs> if I had my wish list of those four things, that would be my all-time favorite follow-up ever. <laughs> I could uh, see a Turner and Hooch, like, Robocop type movie. I, w- I, w- I would like a, like a 48 hours, like a... Beverly Hills Cop, like RoboCop movie, where like where it's RoboCop, Peter Weller, and then Axel Foley. <laughs> I would pay thousands hey, of dollars. You, you might be able to see that if you get your suggestions in, since they're working on the part four for uh, uh, there you go. Beverly Hills Cop. A bunch of uh, a bunch of my friends uh, and I sat around one night, um, possibly uh, lubricated somehow. Uh, mentally lubricated. Please. <laughs> I was like, please Lubri- finish that. <laughs> lubricated in the brain cells. Expanded in his mind. And we came up with an idea of, of the Corys meet oh, oh, Cheech and Chong. Oh, God. Where uh, the, the, the Cheech and Chong play uh, cops, and the Corys are high on drugs and think they're pirates. Um, <laughs> we wrote the whole script at night, and it was pretty funny. And, uh, wow, that sounds like great. Yeah, Can no, there be vampires in there? there? I'm all about the mashups for films. Like, let's meet. Like, let's do some cross, uh, some cross uh, multiverse films. Did but, they CGI the other Corey? Well, now we would have to. Do. Would at the time, to, he was alive. At the, oh, at the time, okay. he was still he was, hooked was still, on crack. But at the time, he was alive. Jesus, like, which I mean, the modern, he was the modern chasing the ghost dick. <laughs> oh, if you listen to the horror podcast, yes, you'll get that reference. That's right. As we say. <laughs> Chasing the Casper. Yeah, chasing Casper. Chasing Casper's dick. 
exactly. Yeah. That's well, right. <laughs> I know what you're doing. That's all. That's smart. <laughs> um, so here's a real piece of trivia, though. I, one of my favorite pieces of trivia for Robocop. Do you know it was basically almost wholeheartedly ripped off of uh, Judge Dredd? In fact, the original design for Robocop looked exactly like Judge Dredd. See, had his helmet and everything. That would have been great. That would have been great. But then they were like, let's not get sued. Instead, Stallone made his uh, eventual judge with Rob, with Rob Schneider. With Rob Schneider, which uh, yeah. another Stallone reference. Which I find really funny because the movie we're going to talk about that I want to talk about today also has Stallone and Rob Schneider in it. Yep. Which is super funny that they came up with another movie with Stallone and Rob Schneider. Like those two go together so well. Oh yeah. Um, what I like about RoboCop is there are a ton of great uh, comic book spinoffs of RoboCop. Yeah. Like I just write RoboCop I think versus like. Predator, Predator? Oh, yeah, there's like been aliens, everything. Like, Robocop versus Terminator. I think it was even Robocop and Ninja Turtles at some point. Like, Well, there was say. a point in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s where they were doing, like, Batman versus, like, every, anything could, like, they were doing crossovers for everything. Robocop in WCW. That's right, and Sting. Robo- Robocop a, with Sting. Yeah, that's, that's a, a real oh, wrestling thing. That's a real thing that happens. That's awesome. Non-con- I mean, the actual, well, I don't know if it's an actual person I doubt it. But not real, as good as Chucky. Rick Steiner and oh, Chucky's. That was, uh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Sting might wrestling actually. Matchup. I think Sting might have a little bit because he actually pulled a cage door off. So. Yeah, yeah, the cage. It was intense. This is already my favorite part. Whatever's happening here has already become. My I love favorite it, right? Because we're just being able to talk. There's no boundaries. I, I love it. All my favorite things. I'm excited. <laughs> but yeah, eat it, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever see the uh, the reboot of RoboCop? I well, yeah, I did. I didn't see I, that. Uh, What'd you think? I, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't like it either, though. Yeah, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I just thought it was mediocre. I thought they had potential. Um, I'm, you know, it was wholeheartedly unnecessary. Like, it didn't need to be done, especially in all movies. And, and also, too, on a previous podcast, we talked about PG-13. The original RoboCop is one of the most violent films ever have such a wide release. For sure. Even the editor version is violent, but the unedited version is, like, violent pornography. But... Um, the, the 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 remake had literally no ball. Like it had no, like the only part that ever that got me in the remake mm-hmm. was the scene where he wanted to see what was left of himself in the yeah, mirror. That was so dope. they unexposed himself, and it was just like his face, his brain, like his heart, and like part of his spinal cord yeah. in like a hand. Yeah, and I was like, that's Ugh. just terrifying. Yeah. like that's I, right. That's, that makes sense. That's right. But yeah, it see, was, then it you was, follow it up with RoboCop going rogue. I'd see that. I don't know y'all's expressions say otherwise. Did you know? Did you see all of the the RoboCop films, including the one with Jet Li? Yeah, the the jetpacks and whoa, Jet Jet Li played three, right? Yeah, number three. three. Jet Li always plays. Can I just throw this out there? Jet Li makes a way better villain than he does a hero. In English, yeah, in English films, absolutely, yes, in English films. Like when he's in an Americanized version of film, plays way better. Even when he was in, did the one, and he had to fight against himself. Yep. Um, the, the, version the, was bad, the bad version of him was better. Yeah. Uh, Lethal Weapon Four, yeah, that was, was my, like that was like one of my favorite Lethal Weapon movies, and had Jet Li in it. Yeah. Uh, in Hong Kong, you would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's great. Uh, yeah. The only good thing about Lethal Weapon Four was Jet Li as the like bad guy henchman guy. Yeah, yeah. I watched I watched that again like two weeks ago. I was watching Lethal Weapon movies. Doesn't matter in what order. Usually I start with four because it always makes me laugh because that's Chris Rock in it. Um, <laughs> Does, but <laughs> it butters. But um, I just never realized how like racist 
<laughs> that that movie was. And who doesn't love a mulleted uh, Mel Gibson? That's the, the only way I prefer my Mel Gibson. <laughs> well, that's no, right. I guess Mad Max, like shave head. Oh, that's, yeah, we don't want no. to be too shaved head. No. <laughs> I mean, he was only. That's, his, he was that's only, his inner self coming out. He was only shaved head in like the first one though, right? Yeah. You know, the rest of the ones he well, was. No, because he had that, his hair was like super short in Road in uh, in the Road Warrior. Right. Um, and had the little white streak in it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. His hair was like kind of normal. Well, no, it was actually shorter. I don't know. Either way, first Mad Max was great. They're all great. Uh, wait, did you like great. the remake? Yes. I, wait, what, the remake? Well, the, or the I'm Fury sorry, Road. Fury Road, sorry. You're one of the best produced American films of the last 50 years. The, cin- I, the cinematography was amazing. The cinematography was amazing. I didn't, it, would, it was just like Furious, what was her name? Furioso? Whatever. Furioso. Look, man, just because like, you hate women. Just I don't hate women. It just, that movie was wrongly titled. No, dude, that movie's perfect. Don't, I, I'm going to fight you. But no, I'm serious. That movie was wrongly titled. Mad Max, and what's that's what's so worried about it. Furiosa did most of, the, most of yeah, everything good. in there. Call it Furious Furiosa, yeah. a Mad Max, you know, spinoff. Yeah, well, it's called Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, my God. Vice versa. I love the cinematography of that movie. The movie's it's great. Everything about the movie's great. It's literally know. perfect. I just think it was wrongly titled. Yeah. Anyway, I like the little. I like the little man. I like, <laughs> I like the little. I like the little deformed guy, the little brother. No, <laughs> I don't know if he's a little brother, but he's a brother, and he's little, so therefore he's a little brother. <laughs> little brother. Yeah. Wait, in Fairy Road? Yeah. He, like. Oh, the little the little, little dude. The little, yeah, little dude. Mimi in the thing. Like, yeah. The, no. Yeah. Like, oh. Nathan Jones is in that movie. Honestly, I just wanted to play the guitar on that amp. That would be right? so yeah. sick. That would be great. Imagine if that was your only job. Right. It's just to drive around like and, and on that pole, just like shooting flames and playing a like. That's the most major. metal thing that's ever happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like in the theater, we're just throwing a pole for the devil. Yeah. That movie is like I will say I, uh, that movie will probably at one point be an episode on this. Uh, because there's actually a lot to unpack about that movie. There's a lot. You know George Miller, the last thing he had done before that was like Happy Feet 2 or Happy Feet... Oh, my like, God. Like, he went... He George Miller's an interesting dude, too. But anyways, let's... We're, we're, this, this is going to be a four-hour podcast if we don't... <laughs> okay, all right, we'll just... We'll, well, it's we'll, only we'll, 15 minutes we'll, in. We'll, 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 we'll rain. We'll rain. It's our first It's our first rodeo. Yeah. So a lot to, lot to unpack. But, yes, um, RoboCop. I watched RoboCop. All back together. <laughs> all, all three of them... Um, yeah, I'm disappointed to hear that they're not gonna, they're not gonna do the reboot. They but still the same thing do a happened reboot? with the aliens. Like the same thing yep. happened with the aliens movie too. Yep. You know, Bocam can't he can't catch a break, man. No. I don't know if it's just because he's like just argumentative or he just has. He has a, certain, a very specific. He has a very certain vision for things. Yeah. But I like his vision, and that's the thing is like, don't argue with him. Just well, make see, his I damn didn't movie. see that that one with Diane Wood. Like, I couldn't. I started watching Chappie, and it was like five minutes into it, I was like, I can't watch this. This is. Irritating to. They were in the movie. Was that about the the sentient robot? Yeah, Diane Wood. They were the like main one of the main human characters in Chappie or whatever. Interesting. I got to see that now. Yeah. Diane Wood. Do their do their mad racist like you have you not heard of all the crazy shit that's happened with them in the last year? No, I thought they retired. No, they should. But they they do have a really cool short film. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it was really cool. They're really interesting musically. Like, there was no band that liked them. But then the more that came about them as people, I was like, no. Nah, bro. Can't do it. That's weird. They're terrible people. That's crazy. Man. I'm here just to I, ruin things. I know. Like. I have to, like, I research just, it now because, like, that, just, they're, they're, that's some of the coolest sounds I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, when they came out, they Sad. really didn't sound like anybody. Even though, like, I think you freaky. Like, I don't know if I even like it, but it's a, I give it, like, credit for it. It's different. And it's yeah. different, and, it, and it's not bad, you know. But no, no, for real, short film that they actually right. wrote, wrote 
pretty cool. Anyway. All right. But yeah, Ro- Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> yeah, 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 Robocop. All right. Thumbs you, up. James, anything you... Or the Meg, which I thoroughly disliked. <laughs> um, we talked about it. I, yeah. I just like that movie, one, for many reasons. Uh, I, maybe I can talk only... about off-podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm just the only one that liked that movie for what it was. I wanted to like just... it. Like, there was moments in it. Like, I liked the first 30 minutes. I thought that scene when the little girl is, like, playing with her little, like, robot oh, ball and thing. And it attacks. And then you just, just even before it even attacks, you just see it. I was like, ooh, that's that creepy. Little, but... That little kid... Was the best part of the movie she that so and, and that and uh, hero hero from Heroes, um, he, who did literally nothing in that movie. I know, but he was so great. He just I don't know what he it just you know they're just those actors that you just like. He's so adorable. He's got a very likable. He is just a very likable guy. He's like a big and man. And I was like, baby. like why couldn't we have eaten the other guy? Like <laughs> he was. He, I didn't. He, it's he funny was, though. He was annoying. He's I like must the, have seen he's like the comic book guy. Thirty trailers for that movie, and I didn't know Jason Statham was in. Oh, and that's the other movie I wanted to talk about, crazily enough. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was it? It was what it was. It, it was a movie. Um, I mean, it's so... Black Superman. It was so beyond the scope of real. Like, you know, sus- like the suspension as, of disbelief as, 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 as is once... all of the Fast and the Furious yeah. movies. But, like, Just progressively like... more and more. And, like, Die Hard, where it was sort of kind of like, okay, this is far-fetched, but in a fun, believable way, to... That last one, which was like people were jumping over like die missiles hard? and yeah, like like the Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard, or whatever. Oh, is that the one, one where he, goes, he goes to Russia and gets yeah. his gets his pricks? Anyways, on. like the movie's insane. Well, same thing with the Fast and Furious. They get more, progressively more and more like yeah, dumb. The, yeah, if you watch the first one, it's super realistic. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, this is like best it, best Die Hard movie, short of the third one with uh, Samuel Jackson with with a very with a very. Drunk alcoholic McLean yep. um, was actually the fourth one with uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, and I, I'm not going to agree with that. And, and, and <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin Long. I am, yeah, yeah. I am so far away from a grand nephew, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> That's okay. I like it. You also I, like Freddy's Dead, though, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I feel like you're shaming me at this point. I, I like, think I'm, I, I don't know, you, I, you literally hurt my feelings when you said oh number God. four was the best. I, I'm not saying it was the best, it's just the one I enjoyed to watch. Oh, okay, like, well, that's fine. It's the one I personally like to watch. Okay. Like, when I want to put, like, on a Die Hard movie, I, number three is my favorite, though. Like, I do love number three. I mean, nothing beats the first one. That's right. I mean, that's it's right. a perfect. Say you're from Bellwood. That's right. Dude, that's a very they make bad him wear headache. That. And I have a very bad headache. Well, they, when they make him wear that yeah. sign, dude, that just like so I was in the theater. Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like terrified. <laughs> I went to the movie. I'm more terrified from him that than fighting yeah. German terrorists with I, machine guns. I always end up going to these movies like with 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 my friends, like really religious parents like that. I, was, I was like we should go see Die Hard then the first scene in that movie is McLean on that side I'm like god damn I'm never getting invited over again do you know what I love about Die Hard 3 though what the very like a lot of times you'll have this like Jeremy Irons you'll introduce like a character into a franchise um, and like it's kind of like a supporting character for the main character and either they don't have any chemistry or like do they feel like like a weird addendum to the to the franchise but I mean, it's also Sam Jackson, but Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis had such great chemistry as, like, they really did have a progression of their relationship where they really started off antagonistic and, like, feuding, and their head, the dialogue was really sharp in that. But as they went through the film, they really did start to have a bond. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. I mean, I mean, but and again, also, two Also, actors, in seventh so. grade, um, that, that uh, a bottle equation in there yeah. actually was on a test, 
And I actually got it. I was like, I didn't even like had to do anything. It was like verbatim. And I was just like, whoop, there it is. That's right. Thank you, Die Hard. Thank you, Die Hard. Um, yeah. It, it was, well, now, uh, now that I've heard James's feelings, I, I didn't say it was. But, a, no, no, as long as you say it's your favorite, it's just it's just one of my fav- personal yeah, favorites. Because I mean, I like all. So what, what, my other, favorite, what other? What other? Rocky Four. So. That's your favorite? Yeah. That's my favorite, favorite too. Yeah. Freddy, it's not my favorite Freddy, Freddy's Day movie, by the, <laughs> by the way. I just happened I just happened. I heard from the little bird that you said it was your favorite, and I was like, what? That's like, no. We're like doing like eight That's different right. episodes um, all in one. If, this, <laughs> if that little bird was Ryan. It was. I didn't, I didn't say it was my favorite. I just took him to go see because he doesn't watch horror movies, uh, and I just drag him to anything in the draft house that's horror related to it. catch him up to speed. Got so it, I just okay. said, hey, you should go check he this out. He said it was your favorite movie, and he couldn't believe it. Wait, it's, which one? Uh, Freddy said the final oh, nightmares. Okay. Not my favorite now. Everybody knows it's okay. four that's my favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> Which because, I, that's why I said be, Because of Lisa Wilcox. I'm yeah. just, we're going to have to have a conversation. Ryan, if you're listening to this, we just, we're going to. We got beef dog? Freddy's dead beef? Got Freddy's dead beef? I've taught you nothing. <laughs> I failed you. But yeah, so. so what Hobbs I was gonna, and Shaw. So yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Like, like, but I mean, in progressiveness, I mean, do you consider that, you know, in the. Uh, the buddy cop movie type, like Die Hard, like you know, Die Hard would have like, well, Die Hard's not really buddy cop, but, but like Lethal yeah. Weapony. Yeah, Lethal Weapony. Yeah, I like it better. Honestly, I like Jason Statham and The Rock teaming up better yeah. than I better than I do yes. The Rock and Vin Diesel yes. teaming up. Like, especially because like, yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Um, it's a they, have, they actually have a fun chemistry because their characters like are so different because yeah. you know uh, Statham's this like yeah. hard boiled kind of like yeah. English. Slick gangster kind of dude, and Rock yeah. is like a giant yeah. veiny testicle, like. <laughs> <laughs> but but a, but a kind and gentle man, yeah. a kind and gen- a kind of gentle veiny testicle. <laughs> kind of veiny testicle. Yes. I mean, he's like a six foot five inch, two hundred eighty pound veiny testicle. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to get hit by it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I love it because like they, he does the most superhuman. At one point, like he's driving, and he just grabs a dude that's on a motorcycle and like. Smashes him into a wall. It is, yeah, it is. Incredible. Well, I think the most the most ridiculous part of that whole movie is him holding onto the chain in the helicopter while holding onto the actual like car itself. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah, that's. I was gonna get to that. It's, it's like together, so yeah. ludicrous. He's holding a helicopter. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's it's like, you couldn't just jerk that drop down and then jerk it up and like yeah, uh, yeah you know. So you got Rock and you got Jason Statham. What other action stars are there left though? Well, that's the thing is, I mean, that's literally they're like two of the only real. And then, that and then they tried to make an action star of uh, Roman Reigns, but mm-hmm. with like zero dialogue and yeah, well, you zero know. on-screen charisma. Yeah, his time will come. Sure, probably not. No. Nor, Anyways, but nor will John Cena. But yeah, I watched it with the same kind of like detached. Uh, oh, this is happening, kind of like thing that you know uh, most movies you know get from me these days, but. Um, it's ludicrous, but I mean, if you've watched the Fast and Furious, it's no more ludicrous than those films. It's no more ludicrous than ludicrous than Fast and Furious. <laughs> yes, it's double. It's ludicrous. Double uh, entendre. Times two. Times two. Well, here's the thing about those movies: is they are absolutely ridiculous, and it, I go into those movies all the time. Shut my brain off for the next yeah, like right. hour and forty-five minutes. For I don't sure. have to think about anything. Like. Jason Statham does. Are y'all the type of people that pull? I mean, you say that, but do y'all pick it apart for like, oh come on? No, well, I, d- I don't because it is what it is. Okay. I mean, well, that's a thing. Oh, okay, I would not. I I, I am a little bit more like critical. <laughs> I, than I that. knew. That's why I asked the question. I knew You're you so did. Long because I, You're so loaded. Because I love. I can. I dude. I, my mind will shut for escapism. Absolutely. But when it gets so cartoonish, like at some point, I'm like, what? Come on, like. <laughs> 
and I want it's like a like. Here's the thing, though. I feel like you have to know that it's going to be that well, cartoon that's going into it. But dude, he's holding a helicopter with a chain. It's literally said it. It's, he's holding a helicopter. <laughs> it's literally in the preview. I know, but that's why kind of when I watched it, I was like, is, did, did they edit that so that's not really what's happening? Oh no, that's really what's happening. <laughs> the Rock is basically like superhuman. And they're like, you know, uh, they're like, oh, he's Black Superman. Um, I just help, which I mean, I just help, I'll watch anything that guy's in anyways. For sure. Even though he had zero, I thought he had zero charisma in this. Um, but it's like, oh, he's Black Superman. Well, he's Black Samoan Superman. He's literally whole, like. <laughs> he is also a Black Superman. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, yeah. it was fine. Well, he will be uh, Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be Very great. excited about that. That should be good. I like Shazam. Uh, somebody who has Captain Marvel tattoo on this shoulder. Oh. I'm a giant uh, Captain Marvel fan. So. That's cool. But I did not. Yes, and I, I will always call him Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm never calling him Shazam. Shazam was the name <laughs> of the wizard. <laughs> I don't care what you do, DC. Shazam, you mean, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Zachary oh, Levi. What was the other Shazam's name? The, uh, Billy Batson. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking about something else. You're talking about Kazam? No. That doesn't With exist. Shaq? It's, it's the Mandela effect. It's Mandela. The man, but I'm talking about that com- the comedian's actor. Uh, uh, comedian Sinbad? Sinbad. There we go. Sorry. Wrong one. God, uh, there's, I, there's so many rumors that that movie doesn't exist. It like, doesn't whole, exist. Yeah, I know. It's a whole conversation. People I, really truly believe that it exists. It's like, just people who are stupid. That's, that's a whole conversation for another day about yeah. movies that people think exist that I really don't. don't exist. Yeah, because you have a dumb brain, and your dumb brain's not working. <laughs> yeah. it's not, there's and, no effect. And you know why? stupid. You know why? It's a dumb brain because you actually believe you want to watch a movie that's got Sinbad in it. Exactly. <laughs> with the exception of, like, Jingle All the Way with, with That was a good one. And he did some football movie with... Uh, uh, what is happening? Anyway, sorry. Hey, guys, we're way off. I, I know. I did not expect to be talking about Sinbad on this episode. <laughs> well, we were talking about dumb brains, and I feel like they go hand in hand. Oh, that, yeah, 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 that's true. Good point. Best, best Sinbad ever, by the way, is, by the way, when he does a voiceover in American Dad. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I didn't <clears> know. He plays that. a ghost of Sinbad in American Dad in space. <laughs> well, y'all were talking about a different world yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. And has Sinbad in there, doesn't it? That's not why we watched it. <laughs> No. Thanks. You've now ruined my memory of uh, all he's gonna all he's gonna imagine is Alicia Cuthbert and uh, Sinbad at that. At that hey, meeting. back in the day, uh, what was her name? Jasmine Guy. Was that was that mm-hmm. her yeah, name? Yeah, Jasmine Guy was great too. Oh, anyway. I know. I'm feeling. I, I, I digress. I feel you don't. I, I, I just wanted to redeem myself for my Sinbad. I my, appreciate my that. Comments. I, I, well, it's, yeah, you're gonna have to. Um, Anywho. So, yeah, let's, 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 let's dive deep into the meat and potatoes of, of the, the, the episode, besides just uh, uh, besides just uh, ranting for almost 30 minutes here, which was fun. That was really fun. I had that's a good time. That's a ranting. That is thoughtful conversation. That is. Very yeah. much so. It's called, yeah, it's called a conversation. Yeah. So now we're going to do a deep dive into, what was, I mean, what was the exact, uh, was there a topic to this? Or no, so I, what j- we're... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You y'all want to y'all want to do whole and break down movies. We're basically going to each every every episode. We'll just bring a movie that we love uh, to the podcast and talk about. It. Maybe people haven't seen it, but we discuss like why we love this movie or you know why we enjoy it, and uh, maybe give some history about the movie or why what it means Wesley to you. Snipes' masterpiece. Why it's <laughs> Wesley Snipes' masterpiece? <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first? You want to go first? You can go. You can go I'll first. go first. Uh, this is uh, what I'm going to do is uh, make sure that uh, because you know my brain, I want to make sure I have people are pulling up already. I'm just going to make sure I have it available. Yeah. Um, so my movie this week in this inaugural episode is uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's 1986's No Retreat, No Surrender. So for those that haven't seen it, which I have a sad feeling might be a lot of people, um, 
This movie came out in 86 and was very much uh, of the vein of films at the time, which was like the American ex uh, explosion of the martial art film. Um, what's so special about this, well, there's multiple things I, I, I feel that are special about this. Uh, one, it is a, uh, actually produced and directed by uh, a Hong Kong film company um, and directed by Corey Yoon, who has a, a massive film career in Hong Kong, directed such films as Jet Li's The Enforcer, um, just a huge resume in, in China. Um, and it really does show, compared to a lot of the films that came out at the time, which were American-produced or European-produced, um, it, it literally feels kind of like an American sister to like a, an actual Hong Kong film, like an actual kung fu film. Uh, most notably in the actual action sequences, which I do think is one of the highlights of this film. I do think the action in this movie is phenomenal. Um, uh, the other thing that's really what I think it's most well known for is the feature film debut of Jean-Claude Van Damme, who actually plays the villain in this. He plays a Russian named Ivan Krasinski. Um, uh, little known fact, though, which I think I mentioned to you guys off screen, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's real major uh, first uh, film debut was in the movie Break Into Electric Boogaloo. He's dan actually dancing in the background. Um, so there you go, listeners. There's a little fact for you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> go watch that movie, number one, because that's a dope movie. It's a great movie. And you should all watch of break and, All of them? Break. Two, both breaking movies are great. Yeah. They should do a break in three. Yeah. That's updated. Right. Of course, like they're all old now. So there's actually break, a, break in three, busting a knee. <laughs> there's actually a really good documentary about uh, Boogaloo Shrimp <clears throat> and how important that dude was. Like how he basically, dude, it's a really good, check it out. I don't know what it's called, but if you look up Boogaloo Shrimp. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great documentary. Was that his name? Uh-huh, Boogaloo Shrimp, yeah. Very cool. Um, First name. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, in fact, he basically, a lot of people don't I know. I say the forest guy, he's like, I got Shrimp, shrimp gumbo, got boogaloo shrimp. Feel like Bubba shrimp, like that's yeah. what it, yeah. Boogaloo shrimp basically was uncredited as basically creating 95% of uh, Michael Jackson's dancing repertoire. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't know. He's um, probably. He actually created the moon, the moonwalk, and it's actually. He's probably just, super grateful that he doesn't get that credit to this day. Well, that's I mean, turned out. I mean, he didn't go and diddle kids. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> Kid diddler. Yeah. You don't diddle kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> went, went right to Always Sunny. <laughs> Uh, both Frank. Anyways, so if, if, if you want to get in the boys' hole, you got to play the tr the troll toll. <laughs> Don't diddle kids, only diddle grown-ups. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> this is Frank's, 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 little, Frank's little princesses. Frank's I'm not little a beauties. I'm not a kid diddler. Oh. Anyways, God, this, this, this we went off the rails so quick. Um, you know, I uh, I actually also read a fun fact about that movie that um this movie was actually brought up in a future lawsuit with, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah with Jean-Claude Van Damme because they said that he there was two sides his team so in the funny thing is the main actor in this movie like sided with Van Damme yeah. and there are other actors who sided against Van Damme to say that his his style of like karate um, was not refined enough during this movie and he kept kicking people in the face which is actually true <laughs> in fact Corey Yoon the director had multiple instances where he was basically screaming at Jean-Claude Van and set for being for not being careful. Yeah. But to to not to his credit, but the one thing about Jean-Claude Van Damme was that he was a legitimate like he wasn't like a screen trained martial artist. He was right. he studied right. Kempo karate and stuff. And so like, you know, but again, he, he should have been more careful. He legitimately injured people on yeah. set. Yeah. Um, the actor kicking people in the face. Well let me so I'll go into the the, the basic okay. premise. Um, well before that, yeah. I just wanted to add on that too. 
Uh, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme, uh, really crappy person in real life. Uh, big cokehead. <laughs> Used to be, yeah. Yeah, uh, and not as a good martial artist as you would think. Well, so, okay, well, I, I'm... I just wanted to add that little tidbit. Well, okay, fun so, a couple things. So, before I get into the meat of the movie real quick. <laughs> so, I grew up, I had, like, a few heroes. Yeah. My two, and boy, with... Uh, with reflection on this, my two biggest heroes when I was a kid was Hulk Hogan. Nice. And John Claude Van Damme. Wow. Two real great human beings. Very similar. Yeah. But um, everything John Claude Van Damme did, I thought, was amazing. Um, Movie He was a great... Like, Kempo Karate and these things are, are like demonstration martial arts. They're almost right. like... Um, Flashy. Yeah. And, and yeah. they're meant for... Um, like, in... in in Asia, there is like combat, like combat martial arts, and then there's like almost like all the Olympics of martial arts, where mm -hmm. it is about this, like almost like the stunts that you do and the athleticism of it. Um, Shokan Karate and the stuff that he he worked, the, the stuff that he studied wasn't really like he, it wasn't MMA. He wasn't mm -hmm. grounded and pounding. So wasn't that's why practical. when he ran across a few legitimate tough guys, um, didn't end so well. Didn't end so well for him. Um, I don't know if uh, you know the story about like the thing at Scores where he got into oh, yeah. a fight with. Uh, Chuck Zito, who was a real hell's angel, real tough, real legitimate tough Chuck guy. Chuck Zito. And so much that, that uh, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name too. Uh, the wrestler, uh, my. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke had to be the voice of reason. Yeah. Mickey Rourke oh. was a trained boxer, was actually an uh, amateur boxer, and then had a short program. You know what's really bad when Mickey Rourke's got to be the one to step in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Reason. He's the voice of reason. But anyways, uh, and again, my favorite the favorite story is that um, that knot that appeared on John Claude Van Damme's head, like in the late eighties and then throughout the rest of his career, was because Dolph Lundgren didn't like him and kicked him in the head, um, <laughs> legitimately. Um, and again, it's funny because everybody knows John Claude Van Damme is the martial artist. When ironically, Dolph Lundgren would have eaten him alive in an actual fight. Anyways, so but let's get back to this. All right, sorry. Let's get back to this movie. All right, so, what's it about? So it stars. It's so. The movie suffers from two things. One is that it's incredibly dated. Like, watching it now, it's so 80s uh, that it's, like, a lot of it's really laughable. Um, but the th second thing, which is what it's pretty known for, is being a quote-unquote karate kid ripoff. Um, the problem with that, though, is Karate Kid itself is a gigantic ripoff of Asian martial art films. Mm -hmm. uh, it just uses an American setting with an American story, but it features... A young student learning martial arts from a, a master, which is literally 30 years of, of Hong Kong films, um, as the as basically as the basis of it. So people saying it is a and it, again it was directed in and produced by a Chinese studio and directed by a master of action films. So people saying it's a ripoff of Karate Kid is like well. So is Karate Kid. That's the whitest thing you can say because Karate Kid itself is a ripoff of a hundred movies before. Yeah. Now. Unfortunately, though, there are a few cases where it did really rip off Craig Kid, but I'll get into those things. <laughs> but ultimately, the story of this kid, Jason Stilwell, whose father runs a karate uh, dojo in Sherman Oaks, California. And then one day, the mafia shows up because they're trying to consolidate all the martial art studios in America under the rule of the mafia. Because that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all that power and money that comes from... Karate dojos. Right. Teaching seven-year-old kids how to kick each other. Yeah, exactly. All that power and money. So, yeah, that's a thing. But so, the 80s, which is one of the criticisms of the script. But you just go along with it. It's fine. But so, 
one of the other things that the film is, so Jason's, Jason, the character Jason Silwell's father, um, he, he owns the studio, but he's, he's nonviolent. He doesn't want to fight because karate is only for defense, and which is, again, is a very West, which is, again, very big theme in Karate Kid and a lot of American Westerns. The problem is that's horseshit. Uh, the martial arts were formed by poor people who were outlawed to use weapons and were getting raped and pillaged by overlords. So they created the martial arts to kill invaders and stop being invaded. So, um, but for to appease a Western audience, it has to have this sort of like almost Moral pacifistic, compass. you know, center. And so, which is fine. It's good lesson for the kids. You don't want kids like learning karate and going out and kicking people in the face. I get it, but you don't want to be Johnny from. Karate Kid. Which I think some people would say, uh, I don't believe this, but some people might, there's actually a whole lot of people who think that that Johnny is the hero of uh, the Karate Kid. I don't believe that. But but. no, but if you actually, I mean, I'm kind of going off topic, but if you actually watch uh, Cobra Kai on Mm -hmm. YouTube, he really is a protagonist. Well, kind of. I mean, Let's, 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 this is a whole, yeah. we, okay, all we right, can back, talk about Cobra Kai all right, back, back to why kids kick each other. So anyways, but so Jason. Right when I'm about to be right about something. <laughs> not right. That's right. Let me take a sip of my drink here. And the whole thing is that show is, it's like, it's complicated. In fact, well, anyways, let's not get it. So <laughs> let's just say both kids are assholes. That's so, anyways, so Jason Stilwell's father, uh, who is a terrible actor, but he was actually a real uh, karate, like, the one thing that I loved about this movie is like, unlike most, like, unlike fucking Daniel LaRusso and... <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, Johnny uh, Lawrence. Pat, yeah, they, Pat Morita. Pat Morita. They chose oh. people who actually could do martial arts. Unfortunately, uh, they martial arts first, actor second, which I think still has a charm to it. Anyways, but Jason's father, he's like, hey, I don't want to fight you, but he's like fighting like the mafia guy has two cronies, um, one this swarthy looking like Euro trash looking dude, and then John Clavendam, who's like in a white suit and super slick back hair and stuff. He plays a Russian, really, who, at that point, like, who Belgian Russian, who cares? It might be the same thing to American audiences. But, um, but so, like, you know, he, Jason's dad's fighting the other crony, and he's kind of winning, and he actually kicks him, he falls on the ground, and then John Clavendam goes, fuck no, and then, like, jumps and leaps, like, the other crony's, like, kneeling on the ground, like, all hurt. Uh, John Clavendam jumps, leaps off that guy's shoulder, and gives uh, Jason's dad this crazy-ass kick, ends up breaking his knee and crippling him, like, gives him a permanent injury. And his dad's like, oh, it's like, and he's like, uh, 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 no. Jason Stilwell, uh, played by Kurt McKinley, who, who I actually thought had a lot of charisma in this movie. Actually, he had a very short career run. Like, he didn't have a much of a career. He was on, like, well, he was, like, did, like, soap operas. But he was a legitimate, like, he's a good-looking kid, like, in good shape. Like, I, I mean, not the world's best actor. But. Apparently, he turned down uh, being a cop on the L- L- LAPD in order to do this movie. Yep. I think probably his cop career would have had longer yeah. longevity. But he was on he was in general hospital <laughs> yeah. for like ten years or something. But yeah, anyways, he still acted. But so like you know, his dad's like Jason, Jason. Like it's like he's like no, don't be involved. And so cut to the dad's now basically a broken man and <laughs> takes his family to Seattle, which just happens to be the the resting place for Bruce Lee, um, which is important. Uh, so he goes to he goes to uh, Seattle. They move in this new home. While they're moving in, Jason meets RJ, who is the uh, token uh, sassy, breakdancing, skateboarding black best friend. Uh, which is funny because the actor who plays RJ uh, got the role because he promised he knew how to do both those things. That he was a skateboarder <laughs> and, he, and, he and a breakdancer. And he didn't know. And how. he definitely didn't know how to do either. Though so every time it comes to a breakdancing sequence, it's so obviously a completely different person. It's incredible. It's probably one of the worst cases of like. Stunt doubles. Yeah, stunt doubling I've ever seen. But awesome. he becomes like, they're immediately best friends. And, like, um, you know, it's, it's, 
he's got his little compadre there. But immediately we're also introduced to Ken. No, Ken is the name. Of the uh, uh, what is uh, Scott? Who is this? The most hateable, unlikable, punchable motherfucking bully in any. Um, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm blanking on the name of the villain in that, even though. I've I, I, uh, oh, uh, yeah. It's um, on the tip of my tongue. Uh, yeah. Something Iris. Uh, I know you're uh, talking about anyways, that. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll get it for Gabby, you. I'm sorry. I know um, you're... Francis. Francis. Imagine France, like a low-rent Francis. from Ooh. Like an uglier, Ooh. dumber version of Francis. Oh, oh, yeah, he did not age well. Oh, anyways, <laughs> so he's like this fat dude who just immediately hates... Uh, uh, these two kids. In fact, he has like this whole, there's this whole hatred he has with RJ, the, the black best friend, which they don't explain. Probably because he's racist. Well, that's the thing is he just comes off as like this fat, ugly, racist guy. <laughs> the real, I guess the, the script actually had a scene where it actually explained it, which in high school, RJ accidentally trips him and he embarrasses him in front of the school, so he just hates him because of that. But they didn't actually film that scene. So now, because it's un, it's like they never like explain it. Now he just seems like this really hateful, fat, yeah, racist guy, which I think actually works better. Um, anyways, so they have this friendship, and um, meanwhile, um, this bully is basically like chasing, like tr like basically trying to make both their lives miserable. Um, I don't like, I'm not gonna go the whole story, but basically. Um, uh, there's a love story because all these movies had to have a love story, and um, the Jason's character has this crush on this girl he knows from back home named Kelly, who is I thought it was super like as a kid I thought the chick was super cute. She is a fucking terrible actress, but she, she he's in love with this girl named Kelly, whose brother just happens to be the world's like karate champion, and then her like of course like. Then, like, the Cry Champion's, like, underling also has a crush on her who's, like, oh, this is, like, good-looking, handsome, like, martial art dude. Who also, and this is really where we go into Cobra Kai territory, RJ wants to go to, like, he wants to go to martial arts school. He goes into school, which the fat bully Scott kid also just happens to be a member of. So he, he basically, like, oh, that guy, you know, he tells um, this, you know, the, the Kelly's brother slash the right-hand man to the karate, uh, world karate champion that, hey, that, that, that guy and RJ, they bully me and they picked on me. So now the whole school is basically, you know, they, they have this fight. Like, He's, they pick on me because I'm fat and I'm also a ginger. Yeah, pretty, I mean, that's really like almost pretty much what he says. So they kind of embarrass him in the, in the school, all of like Karate Kid, all of the Cobra Kai. They go, they, there's this amazing sequence where they go to a party and like Jason gets embarrassed by all like, the people like he goes to this party and that's why he he got chased out of this cobra this karate dojo then he goes to go on that he wants to go to meet kelly on her birthday and then he goes and then that's where he finds like oh what a small coincidence you're best friends with all these kids these karate people that uh just you know made me feel like shit and your older brother's just the world happens to be the world karate champion <laughs> anyways so cut to you know he's like he gets in this fight he comes home and he's like he's just super embarrassed uh and his dad earlier uh hates that he's fighting so he ripped up that scene was in every 80s movie where the parents get mad and he just starts ripping down all your posters and shit. Like, I don't remember. My parents never did that, but it no. seemed yeah. to be a big yeah. thing in the never 80s. never ripped my posters. I would have kicked my... No, I wouldn't have. My mom would have I, I think the only thing that happened is uh, I had to break a CD once. Yeah. Because yeah. it was the devil's music? Typo negative. Oh. Yeah. One time my mom <laughs> took away my Smurfs game 
and then forgot it was under her bed and I had taken it back at some point and then thought she lost it, so she was going to buy me another Smurfs game. <laughs> you know, can you, actually, can you just buy me another game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she did and then found out found the Smurfs game, and I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm a rapscallion. <laughs> actually, I, one of the most formative experiences of my life, I just was. it wasn't my mom, it was my Aunt Betty, who was a born-again. They were living then when we first came here from Massachusetts, and my dad took me to... to it's the only time my dad's ever yelled at me, ever yelled at me in my whole life, was I ran across like four lanes of traffic to uh, go to Toys R Us, like in downtown Boston. Uh, and oh, you're from Boston? Yeah, yeah, from from well, from Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, we're both from yeah. the East Coast. Yeah, I, that's why I'm like I, I. That explains so. Anyway, we'll talk about that all. <laughs> but yeah, so and then we moved. I had so still this day. It was a Dungeons and Dragons action figure. It was War Duke, because one of the coolest action figures in the history of action figures. But my Aunt Betty, when we got to uh, California, uh, she's like, that's satanic and broke in front of me. Oh. And I was never, I never hated a human being more than Fucking Aunt Betty. I know. Did, did you ever like She broke it? two of my toys. She broke that and she broke this. There was this toy line called Dragon Riders of the Sticks and there was like this dragon man. She broke both of them. Did y'all rekindle that, re that uh, relationship? Because they were the so? devil? I, no, there's a, it, that's a whole thing we're okay. not going to unpack sorry. on this episode. That's a new podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Called, much like our other podcast we talked about called Fuck You High School. Exactly. This one's also going to be titled Fuck You Family. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but so, you know, Kurt, uh, or, well, Kurt, Kurt is the, McKinley was the name of the actor, but Jason Stilwell, you know, his dad rips on his posters. He's just, he's basically has his wits end, and he's basically sitting in his destroy, in this like, oh, actually, no, he runs to this like house, and like this abandoned house, and puts up candles, and he's reading this book about Bruce Lee and the fucking ghost of Bruce Lee appears that's why you brought it up and then is eventually trained by the ghost of Bruce Lee that sounds awesome actually it's incredible that's as a that kid I thought amazing. it was the fucking coolest thing ever it just reminds me of the movie Sidekicks before Sidekicks Kicks. was out oh my god except, yes except Bruce Lee was replaced by Chuck Norris I love that movie and the kid had asthma that yep. thumbs up at the end can't beat it dude <laughs> Let's, well, I'm gonna have to talk about some Chuck Norris movie on this. Um, probably Invasion USA because I still think that's my favorite. Um, so, um, although the Hero and the Terror is a close second. Anyway, so let's continue this conversation. <laughs> yes. So, basically, Bruce Lee trains this kid. Now, this is one of the things I love most about this movie. There's a training montage with the most kick-ass '80s like fucking synth rocky like like song. But there's something that that Corey Yoon did when he was filming this, which literally, as a kid. It seemed to me that Kurt McKinley, the, the star of it, seemed to get buffer and stronger and legitimately become a more badass martial artist. This, the way they filmed his training montage was, the, I think, the best training montage in film history. He went from seeing like this like, kind of like sloppy, kind of skinny kid, which he wasn't. The kid was in great shape. Um, but he, the way they filmed it, like, and he, like, he came off really awkward. Um, there's actually this cool sequence where like, he puts his foot in a rope and like stretches his foot up and then has to do this kick, which apparently the like the actor didn't want to do. And Corey Yoon's like, "You're doing it." He's like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "Yeah, you are." And it actually, <laughs> turned out like actually he didn't want to do it. Uh, and then it turned out like actually be one of the coolest like action things in the or what, cool stunts in the movie. But anyways, the Ghost of Bruce Lee's changing like training this kid to be a bad motherfucker, right? So, <laughs> so what ends up happening is that that gangster and his martial art cronies, including Ivan. Krasinski, uh, a.k.a. John Van Damme, yeah. come to Seattle and go to that karate master's dojo. And was like, hey, you got to fucking, you got to join us. And he's like, no. And so they end up having this, like, this, like, uh, this exhibition. 
and uh, um, the, the basically, you know, the, it's like Jason, like uh, I forget the character's name. What was the brother's name? It was the brother, the, the cry champion, his team of cronies. Basically, gets single-handedly starts uh, getting brutalized by Jean-Claude Van Damme. In fact, uh, and like Jason's in the audience when there's like little like uh, there's a little like fucking Nike running suit and shit, looking like kind of like almost like a Gambino, um, like a Goomba. But uh, so like basically everybody's watching this like team get brutalized by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, dude, there's so many great ugh, there's so much great dialogue in this. Um, First off, there was this. This was, as a kid, this was. It was the first time Jean Claude Van Damme had ever done the split. It was his first real movie. Yeah. But as a kid, there's sequence when like he just kicks this dude's ass and goes to the corner and puts his legs between the ropes and does his. To me, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Even now, I'm like getting kind of hard thinking about it. I just think out my balls. Mm. Thing I think of. Yeah. But interesting. But anyways, a lot to unpack. There's mm. some great dialogue in this. Um, when uh, so basically, John Clemens kicking everybody's ass. I mean, brutalizing. He's got him around the ropes, hitting him with elbows. People are trying to hit him with like stools, and he's just kicking ass. But uh, Kelly, the girl that Jason has a crush on, uh, and the brother tries to save her brother from John Clemens. So John Clemens grabs her by the hair and pulls her back. Well, Jason is having this is it. Oh, now I got to no, get involved. You don't. Tracksuit comes off. So he jumps in the ring and they start fight. Now the thing is the. The whole this whole last sequence is one of the most brutal for like an American produced '80s martial art film, dude. It's so it's super fast. People are getting thrown out of the ring. I think people literally died. Jungovan throws the brother out, and it's there's no trick photography. They just speed up the film a little bit. But this the, the dude that plays the karate master goes out of the ring, like flips out of the ring and lands on his face. Oh, it's brutal looking, but it's awesome. There's so much great dialogue, like. Is you the sun? Is it not? Yeah, but I, it's going to be different from the first time. Russian, and then like they're fighting. He's like, ah. he's like, oh, you are good. He goes, I get better. And then they start fucking fighting. Is he Goku? But dude, it's some dope ass tough Ryugan. Oh, dude, and when he wins, and everybody's put him on the. It's, anyways, it is it's, one of it's heartfelt. It, if I can change, and you, you can change, change. we can all change. change. <laughs> Don't you? That's one of the he 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 ended the cold. Uh, Sylvester Stallone ended the cold war. <laughs> he ended the cold war. He did. Oh dear God. He might as well just gone to the, to uh, the the Berlin Wall too and just punched the Berlin Wall. He's like they had that much he had that much power in the, tra- in in the, the training in, montage like the afterwards. I love the irony of that training montage where it shows like Sylvester Stallone like lug like he's all doing it all natural. He's like. You know, do, doing twisties with like logs, and you know they show Ivan Drago doing steroids. Dude, we were off camera. They're both juicing. So high. their eyes are popping out of their head. Their testicles are all tight and shrunken. You just have to wonder who's the smarter one. That's all I got. They were have. just shaving each other's back knee off. <laughs> oh my god, that's so terrible. Can you, can you get this one for me? Oh, no, they were just. They took like a like one of those like Spatulous. scrapers for the uh, uh, the your the the film in your shower. One of those like super sharp. It's like bubble wrap. (laughs) (laughs) All the way at the back. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. But yeah, anyways. So long story short, it's a great... I I think, like, there's so much... Again, I grew up on this movie. Maybe, you know, I I have an appreciation for it. Maybe maybe that's not... uh, It it sounds awesome. The whole time I was trying to remember, and I'm probably having a Mandela effect here, but it reminded me of this movie that I saw with Brandon Lee. But I think it had Billy Blank in it, or, or someone that looked like it might have been Billy Blank's, but it was, it was I don't know. As you were talking to me about the movie, I was like, man, I remember this really 
interesting, like late '80s, maybe early '90s, uh, Brandy Lee movie that he was doing. It was well, there was uh, Rapid Fire. Yeah, Rapid Fire. Oh, is it uh, like Showdown in Little Tokyo? Tokyo but okay. that, that doesn't have Billy Blank in it. No, that had Dolph Lundgren in it. Yeah, it was a great oh, movie. It's it's a good ass movie, bro. So I don't know why I'm thinking of Brandy Lee. Brandon, and, and, Billy Blank was did a ton of stuff. He did stuff with like Roddy Piper and yeah. like. Oh, that's right, he did. Uh, yeah, he's a king but, of Taibo. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, so there's and there's actually two. There's No Retreat, No Surrender two, and No Retreat, No Surrender three, which aren't related. There's like they're like almost like like uh, war films. But Cynthia Rothrock is in the sequel, mm. and Cynthia Rothrock is the fucking bomb. So I will say this bunch we talk about people thinking it's a Karate Kid ripoff. Yeah. I find it really amusing that No Retreat, No Surrender two has an American kickboxer going to Vietnam to save his girlfriend. Like, oh. didn't din the Karate Kid they go to, go, yeah. they they go, go overseas. to China? Yeah. Japan, uh, Japan. Yeah, Japan. Well, um, Okanawa. Okay, no, yeah, I'm just, Japan, but I just find it funny. That's all. Yeah. And, um, and what is uh, 3 about? It's literally just a war movie. Oh, it's literally like sorry. missing in action. Oh. It's a different rip-off altogether. It's interesting. It's literally no retreat. That's awesome. No, well, no, no you know. Uh, fun fact about the guy who played Bruce Lee in this movie, he actually filled in for Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon uh, when Bruce, like, I think Bruce Lee it was died. Actually, when they did that cheap in, um, face CGI wannabe thing? I think it was... Uh, no, he just looks like Bruce Lee. Oh. Well, no, I, I, I'm going to disagree with that. Gargus McKenna's like, this guy doesn't look a goddamn thing like Bruce Lee. But especially because there's a poster of Bruce Lee on the wall, which is like, <laughs> you're like, it's in the, they're like in the same shot, and you're like, that's not the same guy. Like, but he was... It's the 80s. I'm going to say this. It's, it's the 80s, and I feel like a lot of people, like, had the stereotype of like everybody looked like Bruce Lee. Exactly, it was Chinese, good <laughs> enough. But yeah, he was like a he was the stunt body <laughs> double in like, uh, Game of Death and Game of Death Two, which I didn't even know Game of Death Two was a thing. But um, but yeah, good good ass uh, good ass eighties martial art film. Like I said, especially for an American Bruce film, the martial arts in it I think are the highlight. Um, everything is really like quick and very crisp and like has that kind of kung fu. Um, like film, like where it's like you know, it's like it's not like a slow plotting, like you know, it's it's not train kicks and shit. But I mean, they also it, use real martial artists in it. It doesn't look spotted. What? No. What is with the just as, as a sidebar? What is with the '80s movies about sons trying to avenge like their their fathers, like in in the '80s? Mm. Like, because this, even though it's entirely unrelated, I feel like the other movie that was really prominent around this time was Iron Eagle. I love Iron Eagle. Um, Lou Gossip. Lou Gossip, yeah. Or the guy, like, he just becomes, like, a fighter pilot mm -hmm. to, like, find his dad or something like that. I was always on TV. And we're uh, watching that. And just these movies, like, still remind me. There was just, like, the, I think every genre has, like, a like a period where they have, like, similar themes. So I think I read um, an article that literally said the difference between the 80s and 90s was the relationship between boys and their fathers. In the 90s, it was relationships with boys and their mothers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I love to look. I remember reading that, like, or seeing that, like, article somewhere. Yeah, you look about like over the top, and that was another good one. Born yeah. his father, yeah. one of which is going to be one of the other episodes because I love that. Unless movie. you talk about Cobra, which is I mean, I man to, and his daughter. Or do we just need a Stallone day or what? I think we need. What's up? We're gonna bridge into Stallone in a minute. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Exactly. Every day is Stallone day. Every day is oh Stallone. My God, day. stop! You need no. You. I mean, there's not a day you goes by you can't find a good Stallone movie. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. I remember when uh, you were my uh, manager, and uh, you're like, "What do you watch?" It's like, oh, "I'm watching doing the Rocky Marathon right now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you can never go wrong. I mean, he's a. I mean, I I wouldn't want to have a conversation with him like as a human being, but like, he was my. Don't like, think you like, would understand it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he's 
Well, it's not. We're, well, we're the dude's in his 70s. Yeah. Like, I think almost late 70s yeah. or mid-70s. Dude's uh, ripped. Yeah, because yeah, it's called human growth uh, hormone. Gee, stop. No, I mean, literally, he was busted yeah. for it. I, no human being should be that vascular, let alone a 75-year-old man. I, I saw Allegedly. The, I, I saw the newest Rambo movie. Just You mean uh, Rambo uh, 4, Build the Wall? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> was the, that the what it was? The subtext was so... There was no subtext. It was all just text. Last blood. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It was him defending the borders. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It was him. He was, he was avenging his surrogate daughter's death. Yeah. Uh, By some drug lords. Anyways. Anyways. So, speaking of Stallone, though. Speaking yeah. of racism. <laughs> uh, so, my movie I want to talk about was Demolition Man. Yay. I love that movie. I saw that movie in theaters. Me too. Me too. Multiple times. I had such a um, giant crush on Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock and yeah. that. And then well, nothing after. No, I was kidding. No. Well, was she, was, that. she was great in that movie. Yeah, she was um, super adorable. Yeah, I love this movie for a couple reasons. Boobs. Yeah, there's a there's a one scene in the <laughs> movie where there's boobs. That's all. Like the, the video home. conference out of my. The, yeah, the show, she goes, oh hey hi. Ah! Oh, that's right. like, sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and I always got thought in my mind like, when when can we get the ability to uh, to talk to people on video conferences? And then I realized like, we have that today, and that's never happened to me. As much as I randomly dial people. Yeah. Time. But you don't randomly <clears throat> video conference people either, right? I try. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love just the dynamic between Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone in that movie. Um, playing Simon Phoenix, the bad guy. So if anybody who's listening hasn't watched the movie, essentially uh, Sylvester Stallone plays John Spartan who's basically like the epitome of every super cop yeah. action star in any movie. And it takes place, funny enough, it takes place in like 1996 um, in LA on fire, which <laughs> is even funnier based on like everything in LA now, yeah. also on fire. Um, and Wesley Snipes' character, Simon Phoenix, lives in LA and he basically like controls the whole empire. He's, got, like, he's just like a kingpin. Well, they they were both frozen, weren't they? Well, not initially. So, like initially in the very oh, beginning okay. of the movie. Oh, okay. I see. What, okay, I see. We're just so John, spoiler alert. John Spartan Stallone is is called the Demolition Man because he basically like can never go anywhere without blowing something up. Gotcha. Um, right. For the sake of like the humanity. Yeah. Um, so he goes in this building where a bus full of tourists have been trapped, and is trying to find them and take down Wesley Snipes. And in the process, they get in this huge battle royale and blow up the building. But John Spartan, in the future, says he's done a full scan and there are no visible bodies, but yet there are bodies everywhere. And the bodies Yeah, exactly, body parts hit the floor. <laughs> so, Wesley Snipes gets sent to jail in this cryo prison, where basically you get turned into a block of ice. Um, also, Stallone gets to say that he gets 70 years in this cryo prison for doing what? I have no idea. Like, they don't have forensics in the future. Yeah. You couldn't tell those people were dead before it blew <laughs> up. Like, you can scan an entire building in, like, a matter of seconds with a thermal scan, not see anything, but forensics, you can't use that in a court of law? Do not get it. Um, <laughs> apparently, the future is lacking in a lot of areas. CSI, it is not. Uh, but he gets sent to 70 years, turns to a block of ice, obligatory, uh, naked Stallone. Uh, see, Stallone, see that movie, Stallone. I had 
like girls I went to school with, they were like, if you pause it right, you could like see his, his wiener in that movie. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not pausing that because that's not what I pause. Like, oh God, let me really. <laughs> that's not what I'm pausing. Timestamp. I need timestamp. That's not what I'm pausing. I'm moving fast forward to a video conference. That's what I'm pausing. I borrow Derek's uh, version. It just gets starts getting really. <laughs> Blurry so why is this one area? Why is this why is this just pausing this area? <laughs> and, <laughs> anyways, so fast forward to the future where everything is like super nice and politically correct and like everybody like you can't swear, you can't do anything that's gonna be harmful to you. They live in like San Angeles. Sandra Bullock plays this. This cop who's like stuck in the 90s, she loves all the nostalgia. She had a Lethal Weapon 3 poster, which I find is funny. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Rob Schneider works with her as well. Greetings and salutations. Um, everybody's super nice. And for whatever reason, Simon Phoenix, Wesley Sipes' character, escapes from his parole hearing. He knows all like the secret codes to get out. Kills the warden, goes on a rampage. Oh, Dwell was one of my favorite scenes when he when he gets, when he escapes with the eyeball. Oh yeah, loved it. Yeah, I still remember yeah. it to this day. And DK, murder, death, kill. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because everything is just so wholesome now. Like nobody knows how to deal with any of this stuff. And Wesley Snipes is just having a blast, kicking ass, like stealing cars. Um, is great. I f personally, I found Wesley Snipes to be my favorite part of this movie yeah. gr growing up. Um, I identified way more um, <laughs> than I did with Stallone. Um, the fact that he kicked ass and he was so rebellious wearing overalls. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. He was. And those were like, and his hair, man. Telling yeah, you, he had the bleach. He looked. He looked like the black he, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> he, he did. He looked like Dennis Rodman before or Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman was Dennis For Rodman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was crime lord Dennis Rodman. That's probably um, what inspired Dennis Rodman to do that. Probably. Or inspired him to do either one. Um, Wesley Snipes' greatest work, so um, in my opinion. But needless to say, you gotta catch a catch a criminal. You gotta you gotta thaw out the past. So they thaw out uh, John Spartan, and it's this whole race um, subplot story. Is this whole idea of like um, God, Dennis, Den names, Dennis, Dennis Leary's character Edgar Friendly lives underground, leaving the rebellion. Oh yeah, the um, people underground, which also like those people as well. Um, Dennis Leary was during his time where he was like of MTV fame of like saying whatever he wanted and like, oh, hey, yeah. you want to go run around eating an Oscar Mayer wiener and reading Playboy while covered in green jello? Be my guest, you know? Um, back when he was like edgy. Yeah. Um, still and, sold. St and stealing jokes. And they stole his whole gimmick from uh, <laughs> Lucy right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's this whole thing about them fighting. He's basically an edgelord before we called him edgelord. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> it's very true. Them, it's just these guys are fighting in the future, and like talk about the fight sequences between them. Um, they great. were they were just great. I just love Wesley Snipes because he's like in the future. He's taken over the cryo prison. He's thawing people out. He's thawing all the bad guys out. He's thawing dudes. And he's like he's like Dahmer. I love that guy. Thaw that guy out as well. Like he's just <laughs> thawing everybody out um, in the in the future. And I thought it was great because I'm like you know what? If you were in a future where nobody knew what it was like to like be mischievous or bad, would you either A, conform, or B, would you just become a crime lord? Like, because they wouldn't know how to deal with you. Like, I'd probably like to say B. It's like when people ask me if I have, like, what my, if I could have a superpower, what would it be? And I would say it'd be to freeze time. And people are like, oh, like, what would you do? Like, 
help people? And I'm like, no, I would rob banks. Like, totally. Like, <laughs> I would rob banks and steal just everybody's, like, just everybody's cryptocurrency I would just, like, I would literally and... take the day frozen in time, go three states over, rob bank, drive back, and, like, let me... I just got to do it once. Yeah. So, uh, what but, I think speaks to my most nerdy inclinations is I have that same thing. Literally, my, it's my same thing I, I fantasize. But mine would be to steal toys. You Not even you, money, because I know you, what's the point of the money? It's going to go to toys. So, so last, okay. so last night after we, but like uh, high end collectibles from the. So yeah, so I was about to say, so when y'all left last night after recording the horror podcast, yeah. I googled the uh, the, the street sharks. Yeah. Holy but Jesus, three hundred bucks. Yeah, but you. let me say. Well worth it. I'd, if I had that money, I'd spend it because those are well manufactured they're, toys. They're uh, dope. They're th yeah. hefty. Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh. side note. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I love this movie. The fact, and here's the thing, is what I, I really love about this movie. It is such a prominent predictor in some areas of the oh, future. Oh, very much so. Um, and I didn't think so at first, but like if you look at it, the whole, so they talk about this whole thing and obviously they talk about the fast food wars yeah. and Taco Bell being so relevant like yeah. i wasn't as into taco bell at that time when it came out as like big as taco bell is now i guess what was voted no shit the number, number one, one mexican, mexican restaurant in america you get taco bell yo get taco, taco bell. bell but that's because uh, americans yeah are. that's because america i yeah. love yeah. taco bell i love the fuck yeah. out of some yeah. some taco bell yeah. give me yeah. a seven layer yeah. burrito remember, remember, remember the time grubhub stole all our oh tacos my god we were so, so pissed i was so mad um, we had like over like what a hundred dollar order of yeah, like Taco of, like, Bell. Taco Bell for never came for like a team meeting, and the Grubhub guy stole all our tacos. It said it was and delivered. Never, never delivered it, and then like never showed up. Your face was ours. Yeah, yeah. your face was. I was ours. so mad. I was like, we got so many bean and cheese and like and chalupas. I've never been more angry in my life. <laughs> so, see, so Taco Bell number one, number two, in the movie they talk about President Schwarzenegger, and they talk about how Schwarzenegger became governor of California and then change the laws in regards to who can run for president. Now, he hasn't run for president yet, but solely, solely for the fact that I, I laugh because he did become governor of California, mm -hmm. and eventually, not the first time because Reagan was an actor as well, yeah. but current political situation, we have somebody that was a TV personality that's yeah. in the White House. So I am just waiting for everybody in the world to start adopting, saying I'm a you fucking know? Oscar Mayer wiener, and that trilogy is complete. Like. You know, full, full circle. Schwarzenegger was the replacement for Trump on uh, The Apprentice. That is even funnier. Did you do, did you do six degrees of Kevin Bacon us right now? I did. He Holy did. shit! So see, James is just I'm gonna wear start wearing a foil hat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's very the movie is very prescient. It's like you know, like there's a segment even the, of, even the global warming thing. Yeah. They, don't they have to wear like a special suit for the weather? No. No. That's a different movie, I think. No. No, but, like, in the future, like, and the thing is, like, they, they talk about how, like, the world became such, like, a cesspool, and then there was a natural disaster, a huge earthquake uh -huh. that buried, like, half of Los Angeles, and they had to rebuild, and that's how they created, like, the cocktail way of life, and everybody's, like, super nice to each other and, like, can't swear. And I was like, you know what? This is, like, very sociopolitical. Well, that's like, the thing. It's, like, movie. Th there's this whole, like, I mean. Like, STDs. Uh, the whole, like, Sandra Bullock spiel about STDs and, like, it's, like. Well, they have sex anymore. Yeah, and, and they they, yeah, it's all done like virtually, uh, which like, is that's not bad. That's kind of spooky too. It's kind of the internet. But, hey. Well, I mean, Coneheads probably had that one first. No. The the, no. the love rings. Yeah, but no, no, no need for Viagra if you do it all virtually. That's all. Yeah. Time. Hey, I got a question for y'all, and I, I legit never figured it out, and I probably should have Googled it. Yeah. Was it just like a, a like a movie joke for the three shells? 
Or do, do you really know? How, I mean, does I anyone really, know how to really use have, them? I really have no idea. I, I, I always wonder what the, the, the three shells were. It's a reference I, to something, though. I just thought they were for scraping your butt. But but they weren't even like sh- but like they were like in like divots of like imprints of shells. Oh, I thought they were literally three shells. There's, I think it's a reference to something, though, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to. All right, we're gonna have to. Yeah. We're gonna All have I know to is the movie is based off of uh, Brave New World, loosely in the same way that uh, Stallone loves to take like the very basic premise of something and that's just dumb it to fuck, <laughs> and names characters John Spartan. And Simon Phoenix. <laughs> Simon Phoenix is an awesome John name. John Hero and Simon Bad Guy. Um, <laughs> ah, I wish they would have called it that. But yeah, the movie, like, the whole thing of, like, PC culture and, like, the sanitized version of, of society and, you know, uh, Stallone represents freedom and, like, you know, kind of like a very, like, libertarian kind of movie. America. Kind of, but, uh, you know. America. 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 I don't know. It's one. Of, it's honestly like one of my personal favorite action movies. Yeah, mine too. Ne- yeah. I never get tired of watching it. Um, it's just. It's honestly just a great movie overall. And to your point, Sandra Bullock is is excellent. She's in super cute in that movie. Um, She's a super cute. Yeah, around her speed days, I will say that much. That's a whole movie for a whole other day. Is uh, speed. But um, yeah, yep. that's that's why I, I like Demolition Man. It's a, it's a good. It's got a good message, or at least it's like I think it, you can have some thought to it. Well, you but, can. It's, but it's, then, in the same sentence, you can also um, have something about pooping with three seashells and eating a rat burger. <laughs> I would not want to live in that 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 uh, that type of world, though. Fun fact: Apparently, uh, Simon Phoenix was originally supposed to be played by Jackie Chan. I, that's right. Because right. it was like, yep. Oh, and Sandra Bullock was originally supposed to be played by Lori Petty. Oh. Tank girl. So thank you for whoever hired. Oh wow! Center Bullock. I like like I like Lori Petty because she's very Lori Petty. Like, I like her. She t- fills like her a tank niche. Girl. Yeah, she was a great tank girl. In fact, that's like the only role that she like. She well, was born she, no, I mean, she was good in the League of Their Own. League of Their Own. I guess. And that was probably where she looked her best. I don't know. She, but she was. I mean, that's not her role. Like her role is to be weird, I guess. But like, she was great in Orange Is the oh, Black. Um, Point Break. I mean, I love that movie, but yeah, I loved her in that movie. I this is one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, we need to bring it to the podcast. I know. I, know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's next time. That uh, that is a. I have multiple friends who uh, worship John Utah. So I was just literally at the gym this morning, and they were playing the remake of Point Break. Have you ever seen that thing where they do it live, Point Break live, and then they just anybody in the the audience they cast as Keanu Reeves, the joke being that. Anybody could act as well as characters, but that's a real thing. Uh, How so dare hurtful. they? I know. I mean, <laughs> that's what's funny is I've lived through. How I many decades of? I can live. My, I've lived my life through different periods of, of Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves. Bill and Ted's. Well, but like speed. But but not even just like Matrix. Matrix. Not even his roles. John Wick. John his, Wick. His his progression. His his public opinion and persona from being like he's the sweet like cute boy from uh, Bill and Ted's to. You know, uh, Dracula, where he's, like, the worst actor alive. And, like, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Upload me. And it's he's it's the worst acting. I mean, that movie's insane. There's yeah. You got Henry Rollins. I mean, it's just, like, yeah. there's talk of dolphins. That movie's bananas. But, but you know, like, and then, you know, he went from being a joke to John Wick. And now he's just, like, 
the most beloved human being on the planet. Rightfully so. He's, like, he's a super nice guy. And that's why everything that's, that's come out about him is yeah. that he's, first off, he's off the chart smart. He reads like seven books a week. Uh, he's a philosopher. He's a kind human being. Everybody who's ever worked with him said he's a sweetheart. Yeah. He's like, yeah. but then like, <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Like, I was so, I mean, I know it's kind of more uh, drama than anything. I was hurt when people were bashing him when he got a girlfriend. Yeah, but that's just his first relationship and like first forever. off, can we talk about this? First off, she's an artist, a very mm. good artist. She's age appropriate. I think she was. I'm like, she's a beautiful older woman. I, I agree. Yeah, people are like, Ugh, she's ugly. Ugh, she's no, too. She's around his age. It's just angry twenty year olds. You're jealous. Yeah. You're jealous. You know, what? you know what? It made me like him even <laughs> Fuck more. You millennials. That's all I'm saying. And you know who? You know what? Too. You know who it didn't bother? Keanu Reeves because he's a goddamn angel. Yeah, he's that's, awesome. that's, that's right. Okay. Come that's here, right. babe. I've said. I was telling. That's uh, right. Keanu Reeves. This podcast. We love you. We, we dedicate keep, this keep, podcast keep to you. Keep doing what you're I doing. I think every uh, every episode of Going Commando is now dedicated to Keanu. We have to end it every week with Keanu, this one's for you. This one's for you, This one's for you, Keanu. I'm going to send it to I you. I like that. Yeah. I'm, we're we're going to roll with that. Yeah. No, he's 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 just a really great actor um, yeah. as a whole. There's plenty of movies that I could talk about um, yeah. that happened. But dude, that he's a 50-year-old. First off, he's 50. He looks like he's 36. Here's another action hero. But dude, he's go. kicking so much ass, dude. Dude, keep it up. You know, even though That's I right. hate, I hate the Matrix movies. I even hate the first one. I don't care what anybody. I'd rather see all the movies right. that they ripped off of. Right. All the but, but talk about John Wick. Yeah, John Wick is bomb. Like John. I'm excited about it. And, and you know what? Can I reach this for the record? If anybody mess with my puppy, I would fuck them up too. Yeah. I'm so here's sorry. here's my theory. I told you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so John Wick it's four, right? Is this never true? Or John Wick three or four? Which one is it? Four. four. So John Wick four, right? They finally fucking shoot him, right? But like he's like injured, but not like dead. And then a phone rings, right? The phone rings, he picks it up, it's fucking Morpheus. And it's the start of fucking Matrix 4. I would not be happy about that. That <laughs> would ruin my Thank life. Thank you. That's, when you first told me that, I'm like, no. So no, what I thought you were going to say that can't was happen, ever. his dog picks up the phone and is like, I'm killing everything. And then his <laughs> dog so my, my is just the- killing people for John Wick. My theory was that his, his wife was a plant and she was never dead. And she is the one that's a mastermind behind the killing of John Wick. Because, because she was secretly an assassin and left the grid. So faked her own death because she was part of the, the order. Um, and she cashed in one of her little she medallions. She cashed in one of her tokens, her blood tokens. And then in the final one, she goes. To- she's in cahoots with Winston. They have to go toe to toe. I'm gonna stick with my Matrix one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my dog one. Killer dog. I would watch the dog. And the wife. That's so, funny. We have all three. That's so right. when I worked for uh, Hot Topic, this guy came in to pick up his order. Like people could order to stores. And yes, people. I, I was a manager for Hot Topic. Me too. Yeah. Y'all are just meant for each other. Uh, I should uh, just kiss uh, now. I know. Uh, friends, let's make friends, friends, friends forever. Friends they, kiss. Well, they would be handsome babies. That's all I'm saying. Super. With awesome beards. Yep. Exactly. And full them. heads of hair. Full Stop! Heads of- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But so this guy came in. He's like, can I pick up my order? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, what's your name? He's like, John Wick. And I was like, I was like, John Wick? He's like, dude. That was Please weird. don't. This was like, I think the second one was coming out, but hadn't come out yet. But he's like, dude, those movies ruined my life. And I'm like, I bet they did. <laughs> no, dude, why? You're you're awesome. No, I mean, he's have an awesome name now. <laughs> he's he's Michael Bolton from the exactly. Office Space. Michael Bolton. <laughs> I was Michael Bolton before he was Michael Bolton. He's serving his called? crappy music. He should change his name. Fuck him. <laughs> why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
guys, uh, this was a this good, was freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sad that we haven't done this sooner. That's yeah. okay. And we this are, is, we're, we're busy. We already got a couple other podcasts going on. Jesus Christ, do we? That's right. But <laughs> this is the this is this is the inaugural one. So therefore, yeah. we we have officially kicked it off, and now yes. now it's a thing. It yeah. is it is a thing, and. I mean, you're now part of two podcasts. You're yeah. part of 95% of my yeah. podcast, James. I'll eventually pop into the wrestling yeah. one. Please, too. please do. Um, yeah. it, it's a busy but fun schedule, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Guys, thank you so much for being with us. If you're on Spotify, please don't forget to hit that follow button. If you're on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star rating because we deserved it today. That's and you right. know what? Right. You know, it, it, this it, one's it, for it, you, Keanu. Yeah, yeah, this one's for you. You got your money's worth. That's yeah, right. you got, free yeah, exactly. You, you got a lot going on, a lot of meat in this one here right. a lot, to uh, a lot yeah. of man meat you know that's right that's, that's what she said uh, only if you pause that stallone scene exactly. right that's it's, all i'm saying if you pause this podcast you have like tune in if you pause this podcast at, at a like certain 30 th- minutes and 27 seconds you'll you can see, see all our dongs you'll, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say stallone's dong but no. all our dongs work that's right it's genetically modified dong. <laughs> soggy <know>. waffles <laughs> You can see uh, all of our Simon Phoenixes. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, a good one. <laughs> yeah, just as long as you don't see Phoenix rising. That's literally where I was going. Okay, but yes, on that note. Uh, uh, all right, guys. Give well, us a shout out on social media. Tell us yeah. what you think. To, you yeah. know, if you hate we'll, our movies. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a tw- I'll have a Twitter up before before uh, the end of the day today. Yep, cool. That way we'll uh, yeah, interact. Right. Tweet this. I'll get a Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah, but anyway. Tank. Let's do this. I'm Tank for James, for Derek. Thanks for listening, and as always... This one's for you, Keanu. That's right. Whoa. 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 (laughs) No way. I'm no cook.